0: Hi, my name is Tiffany Ampene and today we'll be doing our introduction to the law of torts. What is the nature of a tort? What is a tort? The word tort comes from the Latin word tortus which means twisted, which means broken, which means crooked. So largely it is a wrong. It is an actionable, civil wrong which entitles the plaintiff to unliquidated damages one may ask what are unliquidated damages unliquidated damages are those damages which were not predetermined. so we know that in contract there are some terms of the contract so if you do not do this this is the application that comes with it but when it comes to a tort, there are no predetermined damages. There are no damages that are already set in stone before the wrong was committed. So the unliquidated damages are those damages that are determined by the judge. Mm-hmm. So when the case is, is, you know, the case, there's, there's judgment of uh, the case, the damages that are allocated or that are giving us a remedy to the plaintiff, are what we will call unliquidated damages, mainly because they were not predetermined before the wrong was done. Now, Salman says that a, civ- um, a tort is a civil wrong. which the remedy is a common law action for unliquidated damages and which is not exclusively the breach of a contract or the breach of a trust or any other merely equitable obligation so they are saying that when it is a civil wrong and mind you this civil wrong must be actionable that means you can seek redress in the court of law. It's non-actionable when you cannot seek redress. And when you cannot seek redress, it is not a tort. It is not a tort. It must be actionable. And the reason that it has, it is been very, Basically, what's happening is that they're telling you that if you cannot take it to court, you cannot seek redress in court Then perhaps you have not suffered in tort. Maybe it could be another crime, but it's not torts It's not tortuous. You get it. So these tortuous liabilities must be actionable in a court of law. You must be able to seek redress in a court of law. And they're saying that the injuries that Actionable are the ones that are not their fault based arguments. Okay, they are fault based arguments. It's a very, 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 very important aspect of torts because there must be a fault. So, if there is no fault, there is no liability. The, the, the concept of fault is very, very important in a thought. If there is no fault, the person you are talking about cannot be liable. When there are injuries to a person, maybe based on moral wrongs, and let me give you an example, you have an ice kinky stall and you are selling ice kinky just in a certain part of the neighborhood another person comes just next door to you and also decides to sell ice kinky and steals all your customers. It's morally wrong, right? It's not nice to do that. But they are saying that if you do, if somebody does that, and fine, you have suffered a wrong, right? You have, you have been injured in some way. But if the injury is not actionable, then we are sorry. We can't, re- there can be no redressing code. So there's no point that it will be declared a tort. So... If the person is selling ice kinky and then someone else, um, you also are selling ice kinky, he has just stolen all your customers. You can't take it to court because it's not actionable. All right. So the civil liability is like, the courts are looking at how they can compensate the claimant. They they are lo- always looking for ways of compensating. And we'll get to the aims of the law of torts in a bit. But let's look at what the court seek to do? The courts seek to compensate the claimant. So at the end of it, it's not like criminal law where it's about punishment, but it's about compensation, mainly for compensation. Another thing about the tort law is that it is a private law, it addresses private wrongs committed against people and persons intentionally or negligently. And we will come to that also it's also a very important part of the law of torts whether it was done negligently or done intentionally we'll get to all of that so it's a private law it's not public law for criminal law it's public law a person against the state torts is a private law it's just it's it's contract law is also private law but we'll also get there we'll get there and we'll understand the differences between torts and contract but let's 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 talk about this what are the aims of torts so the aim like i mentioned earlier is not to punish in the case of criminal law okay and also that's not concerned itself with the liquidated damages i've already explained what those damages are the ones that are already determined ahead of time so that's not what the law of tort concerns itself with. After the case has been decided, they will know what the unliquidated damages will be. One of the aims of the tort law, which I've mentioned already, is compensation. So the courts seek to compensate the one who has been the aggrieved party. Okay? Another one is deterrence. So the, hopefully all of the cases that serve as... Um, Precedent that serves judicial precedent can deter other people from doing the same thing. Imagine in a case of defamation, which is which is a tort, when somebody is 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 a, a party gets compensated, so the aggrieved party is compensated by the the defaulting party. Another person will not want to do it because a if I go and say this thing, I've defamed their character have injured their person so I, I can also be made to compensate them so there is this whole matter of deterrence then we have justice also as an aim of thought law like and then another thing to also note is I think I mentioned this already is the the, the basis for the law of thought is fault okay you must be able to impute fault if you are not able to say that oh this is the fault this is what the person did then you may not have a case in tort and the tort law all right now let's look at also the fundamental basis of that fault now if the person's the person committed the fault negligently or intentionally, then we can see that we have a case in torts. Now, let's talk about negligence, let's talk about negligence. So there is a tort that is called negligence and then there is this basic, basic and fundamental, um, the fundamental basis of tort which is negligence and that's what I'm talking about now negligence is where the the individual does not desire for the consequences of his act but he is indifferent or careless as to the consequences and i'll say this again the individual does not desire for Consequences. He does not desire the consequences of his act, but he is indifferent and careless as to the consequences. So you're doing something without intending to cause damage, but you're not taking care to ensure that what you're doing does not cause the damage. You are doing the thing, but you're not taking your time to ensure that it does not cause that damage. Then we can say that the person will have a case in, in negligence, and I'm not talking about negligence as the thought. I'm saying that then the person can say that the person, the 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 defaulting party or the defendant was negligent and the fault. It's still their fault. They're able to pin fault on them out of negligence not having that duty of care that they ought to have had. Now there is another basis, another fundamental basis for the law of thoughts and that's when we come to that, the the bit of intention. What now, there is an act which is done with the full, full knowledge of its consequences and a desire to produce them, okay? So we're seeing that they know full well what they're doing and they intend (laughs) to get the consequences that will directly flow out of what they've done, the intentionality of it. That's how we are able to tell that this particular fault is an intentional thing that was done. All right. And so the judge may presume the defendant's intention by looking at what he said or did and all the surrounding circumstances. So it's deliberate knowing behavior. The person knew and the person did it. Okay. The person did it. The person knew that what I'm doing is going to get this particular consequence and then went ahead to do it. That's when we are talking about intentionality. The negligence, we are saying that I didn't intend for this to happen. However, I didn't take the care to ensure that it didn't happen. That's when we are talking about negligence as a basis for the law of torts. Now, let's look at the differences between tort law and contract law. And we can look at also the differences between tort law and criminal law. And I think it's very important to do so because we have some features that seem to be overlapping and could tend to confuse us so we have to clear these boundary lines so that when we see a crime when we see a case and, and, and another thing to note is that it, there could be a, um, a case which could have torturous liability and criminal liability all in that same case so you can't have to, those two appearing those two appearing in the case and you can, you can sue for all of those. You are not limited to what you can sue for. Aha. So, but let's look at this. Let's look at the differences. Now. If... The civil injury is solely a breach of contract, it cannot be classified as a tort. And you must understand, if it's solely a breach of contract, con- this person contracts, I contract with... Party A contracts with con- party B. Party A there's a breach of contract you can't call it a tort because that's clearly a contract okay so let's look at the distinctions the duties in tort are imposed by law whilst the contract duties are determined by the parties now let me explain this when you go into a contract with a person you are saying that I party a intend to contract with you party B These are the terms of our contract. We determine how we're going to go about it. When it comes to tort, we're saying that the duties are imposed by the law. So let's look at a tort like battery and we'll get there. But battery has some elements to be proven to be able to say that "Mm, you have indeed omitted the tort. Are liable for that. What is battery? These principles or these elements have been decided by law, so we are not now about to say, well, depending on my agreement with Party A, this is not battery. You see, we agreed that, um, you know, then they define battery for themselves and said, no, no, it doesn't work that way. The law decides this is battery, and it applies across board. Alright, so let's say that it is the, 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 the duties in contract are determined by the parties, but the duties in tort are determined by law. Another thing, in tort, the duty is towards persons generally, but in contract it's towards a specific person. And I'll explain. Now, like what I said before, party A, party B, we enter a contract. The, the, the parties are determined already. It's not now we're about to decide, oh, who is, but who who, we are not really sure as to who the parties of the contract were It doesn't work that way. It's already determined, but because I decided to go and enter a contract with party B, and then now we have a contract. That's just as simple as that. But when it comes to thoughts, I could be walking today, and I go and hit somebody. Oh, as I was, you know, um, I, I, I hit somebody and I am being accused or I'm being, an action is brought against me for battery <laughs> I hit the person, I just touched them uh-huh. and now battery is now, is a crime I'm being accused of, or not crime, sorry, a tort I'm being liable for now, when I was setting out in my day, I didn't meet that party and say you today will have an issue so that we'll have a, a case between us it wasn't predetermined okay we, we it was there was no specific person i decided that oh you, you're the one i'll, I'll have taught us liability with today no but once you are able to fulfill all of these principles and once all of these elements are proven you'll be guilty of that thought independent of the fact that you did not intend to to engage with a particular person on that level i hope that makes sense okay like i mentioned earlier the same facts may create alternative liability in either a tort or a contract. A tort or a contract. And then we we can look at that. And the last thing I'll add is that, so in the breach of a contract, the contract of the party who has broken the contract either, you know, is irrelevant. You have broken the contract, that's all that matters to us. But in torts, the conduct... Um, Is very very important because these are the facts that will help us prove the liability Okay, then in contract Actions the claimant seeks to recover a specified sum of money Where damages claimed in a torts are generally Unliquidated and I already explained to you what an unliquidated damage is Now let's look at torts and crime torts When it comes to torture, I, men- I mentioned in the beginning that, you see, the one of the aims of criminal law is punishment, it's a, one of the major, 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 it's one of the tenets of criminal law, there must be punishment and we have statutes that talk about how there can be no punishment if there is no law, you know, to, if there is no law prescribing a punishment for that particular crime. First of all, there must be a crime and it must be stated in law. It must be stated in a statute and then there must be a punishment prescribed for it. So if there's no punishment, it cannot be meted out to anybody, right? That is criminal law. When it comes to tort, it's not about punishment. It's about compensation. It's about making sure that the the claimant or the plaintiff is appeased, is compensated. The wrong that was done to them, all right. So, what's one of the main 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 differences in that? So the object is redressed for a tort, and we'll call the person who committed the tort a tort visa, a tort visa, and um, that person is not punished, they're just compelled to make compensation. Salman said civil justice gives to the claimant criminal justice gives to the defendant what he deserves and I think that's so succinctly put He says that civil justice will give to the claimant Criminal justice will give to the defendant what he deserves So like in a contract, if I'm the claimant, and oh, contract is all under civil law It's also a civil thing Now, contract, I, 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 I commit a wrong now The plaintiff goes and reports me or takes me to court now when the case is decided i will have to compensate study if i'm found guilty okay i compensate and in the same it's the same in a taught you compensate the claimant but when it comes to criminal law the defendant is given what he deserves because that's the punishment that will be prescribed for him that's just about it. So these are the differences between tort and crime, tort and contract. Then we have other we've spoken about the aims of tort law. We're talking about the basic basic elements in a tort. First of all it must be a civil wrong and it must be actionable. When we say actionable that means it must be able to be sent to court for redress. We're saying that the damages or the remedy are unliquidated damages. We don't have liquidated damages when we are talking about the law of tort. We are talking about unliquidated damages, alright? Then we should have that basic element of fault. There is no liability if there is no fault and that is a very, very important aspect. If you are not able to find fault, if you are not able to say that this thing was negligently and uh, or intentionally done, and it's not about moral wrongs, but it's about fault-based arguments. It must be, you must find its basis in fault. Okay, this brings us to the end of an introduction, just a cursory look at what a tortoise. Tortoise cook it uh, twist it and all of that we've looked at that we've looked at many other things and i hope that this audio has been helpful please read read as much as you can there's nothing bigger than that this is just meant to be some sort of a summary and to make things as clear as we can so i hope you have a lovely day